Get that fun feeling in the morning. Hello, everyone. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Now, do we say it now, or are they going to have to hear the podcast to hear the announcement? Do you know what I mean? Like, let's not. Like, there was a big announcement at eight o'clock. I don't know. Oh, but did the voiceover guy just say it? That's what I don't know. So, won't the app have changed? We don't know yet. I just don't want to ruin it for people. You know what? Let's do that. If you know, you know. Uh huh. If you don't, you'll find out. Yeah, it's coming. Okay. Yep. Do we? Why we have to do it like that? Because that's how I read it when people (laughs) write it on the internet. Right. You know, when there's a joke online, they just say, "If you know, you know." Yeah. That's how I say they, that's how they're right. No one would be like, if they know, they know. If they don't, <clears throat> you won't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, so if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. And if you, you know? don't, you will find out. Yeah, you're about to know. Because <laughs> we'll tell you a lot. Yeah. 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 All right, big show today. Um, Talk to the inventor of the waterbed. He was a, he was a charming fella. Yeah, he was fun. Mm, he was nice. I kind of want to, like, I want his help. I've got to get this invention off yeah. the ground. I'm just stuck. Mm. Stuck. Water could be a way to go with it. Mm. Mm. But that would probably be copyright. But we know him now. Mm. Oh, right. So I'm friends with him? Yeah. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah, easy, mate. Yeah. So there's yeah. a bit of a grey area. You can say it was just mate chat. <laughs> it wasn't really. It wasn't business. It yeah. was just mate chat. Mate chat. <gasps> mate yeah. chat. That's how it probably went down when they made... Was it... No, it was, I, I watched Jobs, that movie. Mm. What Ashton about the Facebook? Was that just we mate did chat? A great job. Yeah. Yeah, that's mate chat. But how um, old mate just screwed them all. That mm. that guy who actually did all the work, did all mm. the hardware, and then he bailed out for a couple of grand. Mm. Spewing, eh? Yeah. If you know, you know. I was going to say, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Amazon. Amazon. Amazon reviews. All right, we've done these before with different um, Google reviews, and I always love them because before I ever want to buy anything, I check them out and I go, "Well, other people like them. Surely I would." I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm that sort of sheep. Mm-hmm. And you, and you also need a small percentage of negative ones to make it to not seem they're like real. they're yeah. all the employees who've gone on there and yeah. said how great. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. But I like to pass them off as a bad personal experience, and they're sort of a person that. That's a Karen. Don't worry about her. You can find out what other reviews they've done. Yeah. So if someone does oh. a bad review, you click on them and they'll come up with all the other ones that they've made. Oh, it's right. so interesting to find out how much of a Karen they are. Do you find generally if someone's done a neg review, they've they're got, all neg. They're all yeah, neg. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But this one is um, for sugar-free lollies, a specific brand, which I won't name. But <laughs> if you are not aware of sugar-free lollies, um, they they change out the sugar and put a different substances in, and substance in, and they do say consume moderately. Yes. If you have too many of them, it has a laxative effect. But people go, that's delicious. I, I always thought that one? was a myth. No, 100% not a myth. Hmm. I can put my name to that one. Oh, oh can you? Went yeah. a bit too yeah. far on the Tic Tacs, did you? Uh, not the Tic Tacs, but these, this is people, and this is just one product, okay? Mm. But some people have decided to read all these reviews while they're in isolation, just to have a little bit of a laugh. So some people are giving them five stars, and I'll tell you why. See, Dexter's given it five stars. Uh, my friend hasn't been practicing social distancing during the pandemic, so I bought him a bag of these gummies for his birthday. It's now been 10 days since he left the house out of fear of pooping himself again. I'm not going to say that these were the cure of coronavirus, but it certainly helped slow down the spread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're going to enjoy this, Maddie. Uh, Sebastian mm. has rigged in sugar-free one stars. I weighed 189 before I ate these. Now I'm a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he means pounds. 
That's yeah. not, that's not so bad though. Yeah, quick weight that? loss. That's, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I guess whichever one you want. What's the yeah. brand? Well, I don't know that, if I'm allowed to say be, that. Would that be wrong for us to encourage people to cons- I looked at my producer and yes, it was wrong. Okay. Uh, this one is five stars. I don't know why they've done five stars, but they've written buyer beware. I thought the things people said about sugar-free gummies were exaggerated. What a fool I was. I write this in the hopes that future generations will break the cycle and never have to live through what happened to me in the harrowing hours that were to come. That night I lay awake in bed, sweating, farting profusely and unable to sleep because I had to run to the bathroom every few minutes. The stench was incompatible to anything I'd ever smelt before. <clears throat> At one point, I recalled Marlon Brando's monologue from Apocalypse Now, and suddenly I understand everything. If I saw my worst enemy approaching a bowl of these, I would dive in front of them to save them from the horror of what I experienced on that black day. Woe betide anyone who falls into heed my warning. You think of what I'm thinking? Do we, need, we need to get a pack? No <laughs> Why do you want to get why would no. you? Why would you get one? See if it's true. Nah, I don't know whether it's worth the risk, is it? You know, the risk and the reward's probably a little bit un- unlevel there. Yeah. Gary, yeah. Gary's given it two stars. I don't know why two stars. Did you hear that sonic boom? Yeah, that was me after three of these. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it the same? I drink a lot of Coke Zero. Yeah. So does that mean if I'm drinking... I think there's a specific type. I think it's different for when you... Uh, it starts with a Z, I think it is. Is it a Z? Because there's, there's stevia. So yeah, stevia is not too bad. It's the one that starts with a... Z, right? You'd be mindful of it. Right? Yeah. The producers are on the Google. We'll see if we can find out what it is. Because mm. I'm freaking out now. Like I. Well, but does, does this happen to you, though? No, it never has. Well, then. Yeah, but but <laughs> if it's, you know... Mm. Yeah. Um, someone's given it five stars. This is the last one, which I thought good for them. Um, a delicious treat that should be enjoyed only after the following pre- um, preparations have been made. <clears throat> a delicious treat, but make sure before you eat them, you do this. One, make sure it's a Friday and cancel all your weekend <laughs> plans for all good measure. Go ahead and call in for Monday sick. Call the city and make sure that your water bill is paid in full. Three, visit your local <laughs> hardware store and purchase a sink, a sink attachment for your um, hose <laughs> as a toilet paper will give you um, give you too much pain to yeah, bear. Yeah, that is an issue. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number four, give advance notice to family members, roommates and neighbours unless you're keen on trying to give birth to a crushed watermelon. Gosh. Right. I'm just going to avoid gummy bears in general, I believe, now. That's, that's me. No, they're um, delicious. Uh, All of them gave him five stars, stars though. Yeah. Each of their own. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Things you can say would say in bed. 13, 10, 60. What you, can, what you can say in a bedroom and another scenario. They make perfect sense. It's not dirty. It's just sometimes you're like... <laughs> now, we did say there is a wonderful girl here in Brizzy who's been posting on her TikTok... Yes, asking her followers to play this game because she's such a big fan of it. Um, and she joins us, Lisa from Capalabar. G'day, how are you? <laughs> My favourite thing is you sharing them and sometimes giggling throughout them. Oh, uh, look, I can't help myself. I think I'm hilarious and you guys rock. <laughs> oh, <thanks laughs> you. All right, so today it is What Can You Say in the Bedroom and at the Bank and you get first crack at it. Oh, can I make a withdrawal? Because I think that's too big to, for a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Lee. Good. Very good. Alex in Alex Hills. What do you can say in the bedroom and at the bank? Um, there's a lot of interest in that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of interest. <laughs> <laughs> Josh in Woodford. What can you say in the bedroom and at the bank? Oh, really? It'd have to be your short, yeah, your small deposits ended up causing you a long term loan. <laughs> 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 Gotta think about the long term, don't you, Josh? 
Yeah, you never do, do you? You just go straight on in, hoping for the best. 131060 is the number if you want to join in. What can you say at the bank and in the bedroom that both make sense? CJ and Chris Mead, what you got? I won't be pulling out today. <laughs> <laughs> for the long haul. Yeah. Do you notice, if you go to your bank and tell them you're pulling out, mm. they get really upset. Well, like, where mean, are you going? They get jealous as well. Who are you going to? Mm. It's like someone who treats me better. I'm going to pull what, out though? of you and put it into someone else. That's CJ, exactly that's right. how you get a better deal, though. Oh, yeah, you threaten to pull out. A little bit of competition. Yeah, that's Luke, true. in Western, what can you say in the bedroom and at a bank? <laughs> um, I don't even need to come see you anymore. There's a machine out the front that does everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, everybody. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Alpha Bucks. Yes. Back to normal. It's feeling good here in Brisbane. Uh, the cases coming back at zero. When coronavirus first kicked in, like a lot of businesses, we had to shake a few things up um, and to, to help keep our staff in jobs. We took away the $10,000 Alpha Bucks, and you guys still played for the fun, and we appreciate you so much for it. But right now, it is time to get back to business. Ten grand on the line right now, and moving forward every morning at 7 and 8, $10,000 is up for grabs here at Hit 105. Nervous. So is Mandy in Eagleby. Morning, Mandy. Morning. Oh, Morning. The cash is back. Yeah, you do sound nervous. Deep breath in, deep breath I out. <laughs> yep. Thanks. This feels good to say, but you get $50 for each correct answer. So pass if you can't think quickly and you can't repeat the same answer. You get all 10 right and you walk away with $10,000. Awesome. All right, your letter is P for pillow. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, here we go, Mandy. Good luck. Thanks. Name a golf term. Putt. Name a genre of music. Uh, pass. Name something cute. Pillow. Name a type of nut. Uh, Picasso. Name a Southern American country. Pass. Name a dog breed. Poodle. Name an occupation. Um, physicist. Name a language. Good work on physicist. You said police officer, principal. I have no idea. Sorry. Now, are we taking pillow as cute? You can have cute pillows. You can well, have I'm cute sorry. pillows. No, yeah. no, I like the ones with that the sick That was a bit ones. lame. $250, Mandy. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Well, Thank you so much. John, for a South American country, uh, you could have had per, uh, Peru. And for a genre yep. of music, you could have had pop or punk. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Great job. Thanks for playing this morning. That cash is yours and the money is back. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Guys, it is Monday, and every Monday we like to look back. We call it Memory Monday. And um, you might remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about waterbeds. I was pumping up an inflatable bed for the boys to sleep on, and then we got onto waterbeds. Mm. You want one? Well, I just didn't know. I remember as a kid, people's parents having them. Have you ever slept on one? The idea of a waterbed is good. Yeah. I don't know if it is as good as... In theory? Yeah, as what you're thinking for stuff. It's more like 
Yeah, it's too. And yeah. once you get the momentum going, going it just goes, you, and you can't have to. We went on a hot water bed together, by the way. <laughs> no judgment, guys. So right now, yeah, I want to introduce you to someone. Okay. Good morning to Charles Hall, the man who invented the waterbed. No way. Morning, Charles. Good morning. I'm so sorry about that introduction. Um, then <laughs> I would like to take away my statement of it was just it, yeah no no I was it was more like for fun times it was. Charles, did you find it hard to be sexually active in a normal bed and that's why you decided to, to get the water bed going? How, how did you come up with this concept? Well, it didn't start out as a, as a um, sex machine device, but <laughs> it, was, it was really a, a genuine desire to have a better bed that was more comfortable to sleep in, but it got sidetracked along the way, and there are a lot of other um, aspects. When people saw it, they saw it as a very sensual sort of thing, mm. and I think that's where the reputation evolved from. And, you know, I mean, perhaps he... half of the American millennials were spawned on a waterbed. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Hefner, he had like he was a big fan of the waterbed. Yes, we made a special one for him, uh, covered in green velvet. It was in the. Centerfold section of um, Playboy. Wow. Yeah. Uh oh. I've just realised waterbeds were in the height of their popularity in 1987, the same year that I was born. <laughs> no wonder he wants to get back to find out about the waterbed. But you must. Where have, were you um, born? Here you go, Manny. <laughs> you must have. You must be a, a bazillionaire, Charles. Well, uh, it turned out pretty well. It's one of many inventions I did. I was a graduate student when I came up with the idea, and I started a company right after I got out of school and started making waterbeds. Wow. What were you studying at school? My degree, uh, actually, my undergraduate degree was in history, and then my graduate degree, I went back and decided I really wanted to be an industrial designer, so my master's degree was industrial design. So if you invented the waterbed and then you said you've invented some other stuff, what have you... What other ones? Yeah, is there anything else that we would know that you've designed? If you have ever been a boater or a camper, you probably had a sun shower, a little solar-heated shower for the outdoors that gave you a hot shower after a few hours in the sun. Yes. Yeah, the bag ones. Yeah, that was one of the products. There's about 80 items in this company that I built after waterbeds. And then most recently... The last 10 years or so, inflatable kayaks that um, oh, yeah. we sell throughout the world. Actually, Australia is good market, too. Yeah. Actually, I've just realized those solar heated showers could just be the offcuts yeah, from of the, the waterbeds <laughs> that you made. And you're like, what are we going to do with these? <laughs> Whack them together into a shower. You're a money-making machine, Charles Hall. <laughs> yes, that, that was a great idea and a very simple one. Can I ask, you are the inventor of it, so surely you sleep on one. I, yeah, I have. Um, I actually have four, four. Um, <laughs> different house, different houses, and second second home. And uh, the new, the newest version. You know, actually, it's more than fifty years now since the original one was debuted in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I did a, a kind of a rethink with some partners on this deal, and we started another business um, in the U.S. called the Float, which is a reimagining of the original waterbed. It's going well. Mm-hmm. Can I ask, Charles, for people that are listening that have great ideas and they want to get inventions off the ground, what would you say would be advice? Uh, Well, persistence really counts because everybody I told the waterbed uh, idea to, in a way of a major mattress company that was making old-fashioned beds, 
just couldn't get it. People sleep in our water, are you kidding? And well, it evolved into 20% of the U.S. market. And when we were selling two plus billion dollars a year retail sales in the U.S. at the peak. The, um, the waterbed that we talked about, it got made for Hugh Hefner. That was covered in green velvet. And um, he had it um, he had another fitted out with Tasmanian possum hair, apparently. Um, right. Did you get to meet Hugh Hefner? Like, did he, was it like a sort of a thing where he wanted a bespoke one and you had to meet with him and build to his requirements or? No, I didn't actually get to meet him. Uh, we did, we did it through some specs of things that they wanted. I guess someone handled it for him. But we had, we had interesting clients from in the early years too, from, um, like McDonald's. I thought, you know, I thought it was going into a think tank at McDonnell Douglas aircraft, but it was actually going into a, a dome at McDonald's headquarters in Chicago, and oh. uh, where they go in and have a lunch break and think about new ideas for burgers. <laughs> oh, wow. So, wow. Right, so they would go into this, like, office, lay down on your waterbed you'd made, and think up it's the cheeseburger the, or the, the McChicken fish, or the something. Fish, fillet of fish or yeah. like right. right. Wow. God knows what else went on in there, too. Yes. I mean, it was probably a good break room. Well, that's <laughs> yes. probably how you got, got to manager, I guess, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, uh, Charles, thank you so much for taking our call this morning. Uh, it's very interesting to discuss. We, we look back on uh, not just celebrities of the past, but also the great inventors yeah. of Memory Monday. Very interesting. Um, right. And from um, our population, thank you very much for growing us uh, with your invention. <laughs> yes, well, sleep well. And, uh, call, call if I can help. <laughs> All right. Good on you, mate. Thank there you. he is. That is Charles Hall, the inventor of the waterbed. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I'm going to share a story with you. Okay. And what my wife thought happened is kind of hurtful. And this is where I think women, the way women create stories in their head mm. is very strange. Their narrative. Yes. <laughs> what actually happened compared to what they thought was going on. Right. Is sometimes just stupid. Sometimes we jump to the worst. That's right. And we think that you guys are more complex and think more than you actually do. So, uh, my beautiful wife and I, Esther, were, we have our uh, weekly lunch together on a Wednesday. We try and sneak that in before, you know, the Lovely. weekend so we can actually s- spend time together without the children. Mm. We're at a cafe a couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday, and I was waiting for the guy who'd taken the toilet key to come back. And I really needed to get to the toilet. Um, and I, you know when you're like, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're like, how long is that person in there for? Mm. He came back, put the key up, and I was like, I said to her... I'm going to the toilet, got up, and went and grabbed the key. Yep. Now, at that point, babe, and Esther's on with this, you reckon, you, you, reckon you didn't hear me say that I'm going to the toilet. You thought I just picked, it, picked up and ran off. He literally, yeah, he was, you know when you've been with someone for a long time, you know their body language back to front. If something's off, mm. he just, he was staring off into space. He was mid-sentence. He stood up and ran. So, and you thought and he, I was like, yeah. he thought he said I'm going to the toilet, but I had like a fork and I was like, what, what, what is he doing? Like, I thought someone had fallen over and he was rushing to help them. That, was <laughs> that doesn't sound like him. <laughs> no, <laughs> and that's why you were so confused, weren't you? No, but he just looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just out of, yeah, it was so, weird. I believe I said I'm going to the toilet. I went off to the toilet. I came back. We continued on with lunch. Then Esther works from home, so I said, I'll meet you at home. We're in separate cars. We get home, and I said to her as she pulled in the garage, okay, full disclosure, 
when we were sitting at the cafe, I trusted a fart and I shouldn't oh. have. Oh, what? And so I had to run off to the toilet. And I'm sorry <laughs> if this is too graphic for everyone this morning. It is. Tone it down. It's way too graphic. But my underpants are now wrapped no, up, no, wrapped up no, in hand no. towel in the bottom no. of the bin okay. at that cafe. No. Oh, okay. And I'm mortified. And I said, <laughs> because Esther gets the giggles really badly, and mm. I didn't tell you in the cafe because we'd only just started eating, yeah. and I knew you would laugh so much that everyone would be like, what is wrong with those people. Mm-hmm. Now, as if that wasn't bad enough, I was already just like feeling <laughs> low, feeling terrible. I couldn't as you have, should. I yeah. couldn't I have mean, been in a worse this position. This is obviously an issue. <laughs> it's, it was a huge issue. I'm like, I'm 32 and yeah. I'm already at the point where okay. I've got to watch my functions. Honey, you had had an upset tummy and you paint me to be so horrible. If you had said that to me, I wouldn't have laughed at you. you I would have would've. felt terrible No, you, you still would have laughed. But Esther... I probably would have laughed. What <laughs> I find really unbelievable, and look, each to their own... It's not unbelievable. You were thinking, because <clears throat> you were telling me this before, that you were like, he's either gone to save someone or you thought he <clears throat> might have been seeing someone and was having an affair and she had just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> like I said before, when you, you've known someone for years yeah. and their behaviour is odd, oh, yeah. like it's out of character or it's just different to how it usually is, you automatically go to the worst, okay? And maybe I was hormonal, who knows? Mm. But I was like, is he having an affair? Like he grabbed his phone and ran out of here. Mm. Like was his what? girlfriend trying to ring him or something? She goes to me when I told her that. She bursts out laughing and she goes, oh, I thought you were cheating on me. It's like, how did you get from me running off to the bathroom mm. that I was having an affair with someone? I don't know. This it was is just in that moment. Yeah. Women's mind. Because yeah. when she told me again, oh, we laughed and we laughed at how much that would be a possibility. <laughs> I could have an affair if I, I wanted that to. That would never happen. No, no, no. We never, that, no you could never. <laughs> yes, no, I could. No, you couldn't. Buddy. It's not a big deal. I'm upset again. No, I just, could have an affair. You just buddy. pooed your pants. Buddy. There is no way you could get another girl. That's true. You just told everyone that you <laughs> did too. What are you too. talking about? Exactly. Yeah, you're a catch. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. keep telling yourself that, mate. Yeah. No, look, I, can't, I have to side with the girls on this one. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, but I, no. No, come on. This... No, yeah, no. Okay. If you have to keep going, oh, I can have an affair, <laughs> it, it might eliminate you. <laughs> Fine. I'm Esther. I'm going to go and prove to you. <laughs> oh, isn't he cute? Oh, really? Isn't he cute? <laughs> Sweetie. Take care, darling. Oh. Get some depends for you. <laughs> <laughs> love you, darling. I love you. Okay. All right. You're the one who's married to me, so that probably is a reflection of you too, darling. Oh, no. I love you just yeah. the way you are. Yeah, yeah. Just the way you are ageing at a the rate of a dog. <laughs> uh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got a dilemma, maybe you didn't get the right advice from your friends like this lady, you can send an email, dear Abby, at hit105.com.au. We've been emailing back and forward. She wants to remain anonymous. She doesn't want to be judged because she said, to quote, I'm already judging myself. Mm. So she's written, Dear Abby, my girlfriends and I just caught up and I was honest with what's going on with my personal life and all of them agreed that I was 100% in the right and they could see where I was coming from. Rather than feeling glad about it, it's actually made me feel terrible. 
My husband and I got married a year after we met at schoolies. So they met at schoolies when they were 17. We had a baby two years later and one two years after that. With our beautiful two kids, we've been happily married, I guess you could say. But I opened up to my friends that I've started to find my husband very unattractive. I feel terrible for saying this, but it's got to the point of being intimate is one of the biggest chores. If this was the other way around and a guy was emailing in to say that his wife has put on weight since having kids and he doesn't find her attractive, we'd all be up in arms saying, you should be grateful and love is unconditional. So how can I do that? That's what I'm feeling bad about. I've made a comment to him that we should get fit together, even though, to be honest, I haven't changed since we got married. But he just said back saying, nah, we're married and I don't need to impress any other girls. (laughs) We're only in our late 20s. And I'm freaking out for thinking that this is it for me. I love him, but I'm not in love with him at the moment. Now he's gained 20 kilos. Mm. I've always made an effort to keep fit, and I really feel like he should have done the same. I'm scared that if I open up to him and tell him how I'm feeling, it will hurt his feelings. And if I'm honest with him, what about if he loses the weight and I don't get that attraction back? Please help. Tough one. Thirteen, ten, sixty. She is right. If oh. I was reading this out from mm. a from a, a guy, we'd all say, "Oh, calm down." This is how you'd start. Listen to this. <laughs> no, this is, so we're then emailing back, and this is what I've. I don't feel that I would put much emphasis on like weight. Like I would say that in the past, I've had an ex boyfriend who um, was, was ob- large. obese, mm-hmm. and I found him so attractive, but he was confident. And it was still the things that he did. Mm. So by getting this, it feels like he has become unmotivated. Mm. And there's all those things that she's attached to it that she's finding unattractive rather than just the physical attributes. Yeah, Does that I, make I, hear, sense? I hear what you're saying. It's it's not just the fact he's put on weight. That's that is a symptom of him being lazy, not wanting to do anything more. And not being confident as well. Sometimes yeah. I find that that goes with it. Do you you want as well? As a woman, when you're married, mm. you want to feel like your partner is also making an effort to keep you interested. You, you don't, and I you think don't that's want, what it is, yeah. where he's like, nah. I need to. Yeah. Mm. You'll, like be, you'll be right. We've got kids. You're, you're not going anywhere. Mm. Like, that's hurtful to, to hear that. To hubby, like, you're allowed to dress up, not just for going out with the guys. Mm. Yeah. You're allowed to wear perfume at home and put on something other than trackies. Mm. Does he? Yeah, he does, because now he's associated that with that. Pavlov's dog. But I think what she's Mm. saying, which I do say, what about if he does lose the weight and the attraction's just gone? Mm. I think deep down she she knows she's falling out of love with him. Do you think that it can change just to do with weight? Um, Like when your partner's put on weight, does it affect you? Or are you still like, eh, I can still find it attractive? Well, see... That's. I guess it's different from a guy because we. I have asked my wife to have children for me. You mm. know what I mean. And it's a big ask of that. So you can't expect that straight away they're going to go back to normal. I. The hardest thing for me is when Esther isn't feeling great about herself. I feel bad for for mm. her judging herself. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think it's more of a confidence thing? I if girls going to put on weight and go. I don't care, I'm still wearing the bikini. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't bother, but you don't like yeah. the association that comes with it. Oh, so yeah, because I would love Esther to have the confidence to put a bikini on. Mm. But it's her body and I can't force her into it, unfortunately. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. I would just like to know from her, if, it, if someone puts on weight in the relationship, has it affected the marriage? Mm. Mm. 
you know, have they lost weight and you've got it back? Or you can understand where she's come from, coming from and you can remain anonymous that someone putting on weight has made you not attractive to them. Let's find out. we should be able to move through it, right? I think yeah. so. I think if you if you absolutely love someone, their mm. size is not an issue. And you, you think it's more to do with... I think it's that, yeah. yeah. I think I think she's using the, the size as an easy way to, to blame him rather mm. than her dealing with the fact that maybe she doesn't love him anymore. It could be, though. I mean, imagine if they put on, like, you know, like a substantial amount of weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, where it's actually unhealthy as well. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dear Abby. Sometimes in life, gets real. And that's when you need Abby to help. I'm trying to help you. If you've got an issue, you can send an email. Dear Abby at hit105.com.au. I've got one from a, a, a lady who's so guilt-ridden. She's in her late uh, 20s. She got married very, very early, had two kids with her husband. She said lately she's finding him unattractive. She doesn't know if it's to do with the 20 kilos that he's put on. And she feels bad that if she was even mentioning it, it would hurt her feelings and she should love someone unconditionally. So that's what's going through her head. We don't know if it's to do with the weight or whether it's just their marriage. So we're wanting to know uh, what your thoughts on it. And usually it's the, the ladies who always get involved with the Dear Abbeys, but you've hit a nerve, I think, this morning. We've got Anonymous on the line. What's your thoughts on it? Um, I've been in a very similar situation. My partner, when we were younger and out of school, gained weight. Mm -hmm. And it definitely does alter how you feel about them. Um, And especially just what they want to do with their life. Like, I was into sport a lot, so was he. Mm -hmm. um, But just didn't want to take that step to become a bit more healthier and enjoy his life. And, I mean, we were a lot younger. We didn't have commitments. But I was like, well... It's my life that I want to live, and if you don't want to be a part of that, like, it's a bit of a different different way, but the weight definitely changed how his attitude towards, towards his life. Mm. So and, it was, yeah, right, yeah. so it's more like the, his, his personality changed as opposed yeah. to physically, right? Yeah, and he, he did physically change as well, and I mean, I felt really bad, I felt guilty, because I was like, am I really that shallow? Mm. And I'm like... No, I'm not. I want to actually enjoy my life and go out. And if he doesn't want to do that and enjoy, you know, things outdoors, then that's another it's not gonna area. Work, so yeah. were you, though, as I guess that it sounds harsh, but the skinnier one, did you still get a lot of um, interest from other men? And do you think that could have been something that... Um, look, I was always in sports, so I was always around guys. Mm. Um but I was never the person to kind of influence that other relationship with anybody else. Like, I was very solely set on him. We'd been together all through school, four and a half years out of it as well. Like, we were very, very together. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, Igor is joining us right now. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I've, I've been married 17 years now and um, you know, good marriage, I guess, four kids. Mm-hmm. I've got a dance in Taekwondo school, my missus is a dance teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always got on really well, both been very fit, but then this COVID thing bloody hit. I kind of sat on the couch and did nothing for two and a half months and put on about 10 kilos. Yeah. Um, so my little belly was starting to get a bit rotund. And one day I'm sitting on the couch having a chocolate with the missus, watching telly, watching Netflix. And um, I've said to her kind of jokingly, oh, you know, you'd still love you, still love you now that I put on a bit of weight, you know. Um, and she's looked at me <laughs> with this funny look in her eyes and said, oh, 
Uh, and I was like, what do you mean? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I was like, you know, when we made our wedding vows, it was to a death to us part and yeah. through thick and thin and all that kind of rubbish. Anyway, and she goes, well, I lied. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are you still together or have you smashed the gym and got yourself back to the weight she likes? Oh no. oh no! We've lost oh, him. No. I need to. I need to hear that. She's she's ripped the Hello? phone. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened? Uh, well, I was terrified for a split second. I thought, oh, Jesus, ten kilos. Uh, this is going to leave me. Uh, no, she might even. You know, she wasn't really going to leave me, but I was a big nagging doubt. So I hit the gym six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to lose this ten kilos and get buffed again. But, there you go. Oh, if it made, what would you think her reaction would have been if you had said to her, eh, eh. <laughs> Oh, well, she, she would probably want to slap me and, and walk out the door. <laughs> it seems like yeah. it is more socially acceptable for you to go get yourself in shape. Oh, yeah. Completely. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's, um, men, we, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, no, nah, you look nah. great. Have, have a more pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, in Narangba, what do you think about this, dear Abby? Uh, I, I've actually had the opposite uh, to what's happened. I, I was 150 kilos and uh, I was dating a personal trainer mm-hmm. um, and decided that I would fix myself, you know, get back to her level so she would find me maybe more attractive. I'm not too sure how she felt. Um, lost 62 kilos, and then she left me, and now he's with another big boy. <gasps> oh. So she likes him oh. big. Well, maybe she likes a project if she's a personal trainer. Well, she didn't try anything to, no. to help Yeah, her. right. Like, she, she, was a, she was a feeder. She'd you know, yeah. make dinner and whatnot, and she'd all these big, disgusting, greasy meals. Mm. And, um, yeah, she, once I lost all the weight, thinking that that would help, um, yeah, no, she um, decided that... Uh, that was enough, and she wanted to be with another big boy. So, Taylor, do you think it's just wanting what she started to like? Do you know what I mean? Like, she went out with you the way that you were. Uh, yeah, she, like, obviously, uh, when we when we met was a few years prior. Right. And we, we kindled the relationship from, from nothing, hmm. um, built it up, started living together. Uh, and then I thought, you know, this is enough. Personally, I said, this is enough. I'm, I'm sick of being overweight. I want to be able to play sports. I want to be able to do this, yada, yada, yada. And um, made the decision to change myself. And now, you know, I'm this tiny little thing. And, um, yeah, she just didn't like it, I guess. Yeah. So some I guess, people like bigger guys. Yeah, or maybe it's a thing of some people don't like a, an overly confident partner. Taylor steps mm. out and he's feeling good about himself. Have um, you met anyone else yet, Taylor? Yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, with my partner now, and we have a little baby on the way. So. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> Always uh, scary when you go there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you to everyone who who called and, and shared. It sounds like they're going to have to work it out between them. There's probably a bit more to it than yeah. the weight there. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. All weekend, we've been saying we had an announcement. It's big. We've arrived. Here we go. Queensland. Queensland. 
February 26, 1990. Brisbane waves goodbye to an old favourite. was buried and says hello to its newest FM radio station. To officially launch Brisbane's new FM station. B105 FM. Nothing but great. Oh, another day at the office. Welcome along, folks. We're Brisbane's brand new FM station, B105. Rob McCaskin here this afternoon, and quite frankly, a bit of a thrill. We've played rock music, pop music, Barbie, let's go party. Queensland's most famous puppet worked the phones. Yes, it's Agro, A-G-R-O from B105. And some real doozies. Christian's B105 morning crew knew they were onto a winner. Bing, bing. B105 took over Brisbane in one survey, just went... Brought you the biggest shows. Hi, I'm Ian Skippen from the B105 FM morning crew. Jamie Dunn. B105, I salute you. Well, I would if I could, but my arms don't work. <laughs> OK, got your call time. We got you on the got your call. Lovey Stav and Abby at B105. Here's the go. Joining us, Osher Ginsburg. Yay! I couldn't be more thrilled coming back to Brisbane. Good afternoon, everyone. Hamish and Andy back to drive you home. Exciting show. Helped out Brisbane sick kids. The B105 Christmas Appeal this week celebrates 20 years. $12 million has been raised over two decades. Thank you for raising money and um, helping sick kids. Given away millions and millions in prizes. You've just saved my dad. This is the best thing ever. You've just made my year. Sent you around the world. You're going to New York to see Gaga. <laughs> and brought the world to Brisbane. Yeah! Keep it on B105. I've been waiting to do a show here. Australia rocks! Hey guys, this is Pink on Brisbane's B105. Call for applause. Which one? Hit 105. Bring the action. Brisbane's Hit 105. Talk to me. Hit 105's Live for Free. Your mortgage pay for a year. If you're feeling good, make some noise. Carrie Hello. Our first show together on the Carrie Tommy Show. I know, it's a little bit daunting, to be honest. Stab Abby and Matt here. The three best friends that anyone could have. That's and why we'll... two people are singing. <laughs> we just love this city. I love you. I love, love you. you. Mm-hmm. We love you who you are and the way that you are. Cheers to us. <laughs> Brisbane, tell me what you're into. We've heard you. You want your favorite radio station back, the one that's been with you your whole life. Thanks for being with us for this special announcement. Take a look around. 
take a deep breath. Remember where you were when you heard the news. B105 is back. Yeah, we are, baby. E105 promises to make you feel great. It goes electric, baby, when I turn it on. B105 promises to play music you love and forgotten you love. promises to bring you that feeling back. B105 loves Brisbane and Brisbane loves B105. Yes, B105. Hey, who would have thought? Back, Frizzy. We are calling the radio station the same thing you've been calling it for the last Five years. Yeah, we are back. My PlayStation handle makes sense again. <laughs> All the tattoos are right again. We so don't happy. have to correct anyone. Yes, Brizzy, we are back to B105. And I have to say, Maddie, this is the first time yes. you've been on B105 because you grew up. It was a dream of yours. And... I. That's right. I, I started radio as a, a kid, a 15-year-old in Gladstone in central Queensland. And we used to always holiday in Brisbane. And I, my dream was always, and I used to say to my parents all the time, I will do the breakfast show mm. on B105. And they said, no way, mate. Well, my it's dad was an electrician. Name. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I remember coming here, being home in Brisbane, doing the show with you guys. Mm. I felt like, yes, I'd made it. Mm. I'd done it. But I never, like, never got to say B105. Mm. And that was always just something that I never felt. I felt like I missed out on doing that. Well, so what's the go. name of our show? Uh, Stab Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, hey. This feels <laughs> right, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It does. Well, you think about it. If, if you think about when it was called B105, yeah. I, I remember you watched the Broncos on the TV. Yeah. There was B105, a big picture, mm. right there on the jerseys as they run out onto the field. Mm-hmm. We are just proudly Brisbane, so it makes yeah. sense. Mm. Yeah, and you? Yes. You must just be frothing at the bit, are you? I'm back home. I was yeah. 10 years it was B105. Yeah. And then we changed it, and it took a while to get our heads around it, and then we're going to change it back. Yeah. It's kind of Make like... Make it home, I like to say. Yeah. Gonna change it back. Make yeah. it back home. Yeah. Andrew G, right? Mm. He's not really Osher. Like, we say <laughs> Osher in front of him, but mm. behind his back, we're all like, it's Andrew G. Baby. Mate, you've gone too far, you know, mate. Like, come on. Um, and that this is the thing, you know, it's the same radio station. Mm. We're still here. Carrie and Tommy are still here. But it's, um, as Abby described... I don't know if that was a good 
It's a analogy. great analogy. I what? said it's kind of like you broke up with someone, right? Yeah. But they were your best. Uh, and you're going back to them to get married. Mm-hmm. And all the people in between just didn't make sense. Mm. And accidentally you said their name many times. <laughs> so now you've gone back to them and you're going steady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will remember it. You know, the Echo. There was the B105 yep. show oh, band. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, B105's Black Thunders. And let's we can do this. B105. You've gone way too far. But let's be honest, so many people um, will still say that, yeah. and sometimes we try to correct them. Mm. So we're just back home. You know what I want? What? 13, 10, 60, would you like to be the first caller on B105 Ooh. with yeah. Stab, Abby, and Matt? That's if right. it makes sense to you, 13, 10, 60. Maybe there is another tat bearer like Stab, because mm. there was a few people who got B105 tats, yeah. didn't they? There's a few people that would um, always remember when they were in hospital as well yeah. for the Christmas appeal, and they got donated um, machines, and you know they were in hospital for different reasons, and they look over and it said, kindly donated uh, by B105. By B105. Mm. They tried to scratch those off, but they're like, no, it's no, expensive. Really it's and it's really it hard to turn a, a B into a H, you know? <laughs> but it's very easy to turn a H into a B. So this has worked out very easy for the, for the marketing department. My mum still calls it B105 mm. all the time, and I've just given up on, on telling her it's Well, it no, you don't have to. She was right. right. It was a long play, but she was right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there it is. That's the announcement. We know it brings back a lot of great memories for people. We would love to hear from you this morning. 131060 is the number. Let's get you on. Be the first person on the air with us, Stav, Abby and Matt, on Brisbane's B105. We are back, baby. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Brisbane's B105. <laughs> it's Stav, Abby and Matt. It's going to be shaky for weird. me for a bit. Because I, when, when I first came back here four years ago, I had to say the other word, mm. which I won't <laughs> say anymore. Don't. Uh, the H word. But yes, yeah. but no, no. We're B105. We are back to B105, everyone. The radio station you know and love. And right now the phones are open on 13 10 60. We want to know if you'd like to be our first caller back on B105. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for it? We're ready. The first one, Jade in Thornla- Thornside. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> you happy? Of course I'm happy. I have listened to you guys since you first came out and I was little. I've done, I've always called you guys. I mean, you've always you've been in my phone as B105. Mm. I mean, if you tell, hey, Siri, call Tip 105, it calls the emergency services. <laughs> so you've always been B105. Well, there you go. Well, we're back. Beautiful. Yes. Good on you, Jade. Al, over there in Jindalee. How you doing? I'm going good yourself. Good, man. Welcome to B105. It's so good having you guys back home. Right from, I'm the same. I've listened to it since I came over from 4BK. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, oh, it's love to have you back. Love the show bags. You've got to bring them back, too. Yeah. Well, oh, we've got to bring bags. the anchor yeah, back yeah. first. That's, <laughs> good, that's a good point. Uh, we'll, work on, we'll work on that now. Okay? Yeah, baby steps. <laughs> got a few things to do. Uh, the number's the same, guys. 13, 10, 60. The phones are blowing up. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. It'll be our first callers back on B105. Now, Lisa in Regent Park, welcome to B105. What do you want to say? Thank you. Welcome back, guys. It's great to know that you're back at B105. Mm. Did you ever call us anything different, Lisa? No. Always. Always B105. (laughs) In my phone, it's B105. If I'm talking to anyone, it's B105. I've won lots of prizes as B105. (laughs) And, yeah, I, I love you guys. I've... Listen to you since I moved here 12 years ago, so oh, thanks, in the, my number one station. 
Oh, oh thanks, thank Lisa. you, Lisa. All Three right. Keep, these are great calls. I'm willing to take 10,000 of these. So <laughs> you just keep ringing. We'll keep loading you up. Corinda in Yarrabilba. Morning. Hi. Good morning. What do you think? Uh, I'm super happy. I've always called you Z105 anyway, so it's like nothing changed to me. <laughs> I've had I've been watching since I was 13. I'm 29 this year, so yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Super happy for you guys. Because some of your favourite memories of listening would be from B105. Oh, definitely, yes. I've, like the others, I've still got you on my phone as B105. I mean, I have people come over and from overseas and say, oh, what's the best radio station to listen to? I automatically just say B105, forgetting that it's changed. So yeah. I'm super stoked. So you've been listening since you were 13, and I can yeah. remember that as a kid as well, being in Brisbane and having it on. You, oh, I don't, you must have heaps of memories. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, when I first moved over from New Zealand, this was the, pretty much the best radio station that I thought had, the like, the best music, so... Mm. Definitely good memories. Well, we will continue that, but now you can uh, not have to try and say the other name. Uh, Sharon, you're on the air. Hi. Welcome to B105. Oh, good morning, guys. <laughs> Thank you and welcome back. Um, so my memories were long before 2000. In 2000, we had to move to Lismore, New South Wales, because my sister wasn't well. Mm. So I moved down there with my three kids. And the biggest thing we missed about Queensland was B105, the biggest thing. Mm. And we moved back up here seven years ago, and we just could not wait to get back on. But I can remember every time we'd come back up, we'd cross the border, and the girls would say, put the radio on, Mum, put it on B105. So we've all had B105 show bags. Mm. We've gone and met the Black Thunders. We've cried. We've laughed. It's just been such an incredible journey, and I'm so glad to hear that the music's coming back. Mm. You're going to love it. Great to have you, Sharon. Gary, Gazza. Gazza. Gazza rings for everything. <laughs> Good morning, all. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. And it's so nice to have that name back again, and what I can see and gather from everybody who's been calling, there's so much emotional attachment to that name. Yeah. You know, and uh, the B always stood for me for Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you guys represent. Yeah, I feel and emotional welcome now. Back. Yeah. You know how much it has meant to everyone. Lovely to have you back. Yeah. Thank you, Gaza. Such a pleasure. Oh, love you, Beth. Love you all. Thank you. Now, Thanks, Gaza. There's no, there's no curveballs coming either, guys. We are here. We mm. are going to stay on the show. Carrie and Tommy, Husey and Ed driving you home. Um, it's just we're settling back into our old, our old relationship, as Abby said. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us. Sorry, we went Sorry through about that. that. <laughs> <laughs> would it be would it be Where wrong I put of my me? Clothes? Back in the wardrobe. <laughs> I'm back. Would it be wrong of me to say that we did think it was dumb when we changed to oh, hit really? 105? Like we, when the bosses brought it up, we were like, guys, mm. nah. Mm. We're, we're emotional because you know there's changes that you kind of you don't agree with and you try and run with. But like everyone that's just called up, it's an emotional attachment to what we grew up with mm. and what you loved. Mm. So. We're bringing all the stuff that you love just back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I pretty much grew up here. You did grow up on this radio station. <laughs> and you'll probably die on it. And probably. I hope you do it in prime time. <laughs> of course I will. Because that would be great. Of course uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Brizzy. We yes. love you guys so much. So, so thank much. You. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Australian Ninja Warrior. Last night, mm. I was watching Ninja Warrior. It's a great show. Great show. And I was just thinking about a lot of things, and I thought, you know what? If you're a single lady, 
and you're complaining that there's not good guys out there, I know where they all are because I learnt last night. And this was a big wake up um, for me uh, because I wasn't I wasn't that like geeky at school. And oh, I didn't are you give... apologising for your judgmentalness no, in, just in remember... the past when no. you were choosing a, a suitor? No, I just remember when I went to the high school reunion mm. and there was a guy there that mm-hmm. I was like, Wait a we didn't go to school with this hot guy. He's a doctor. Get out of town. But we did go to school with him. Yes. I, just, I didn't know him back then. If only you're smart enough in your teens to realise that smart people mm. become quite educated and go on to have great successful lives yes. rather than that guy who's really cute with his Smoking tips behind who can buy shed. me durries. Yes. <laughs> and this is my lesson for you because last night when I was watching it, the guy that got number one, he got up the wall, he mm. was brilliant, was a guy called Jake. And Jake's a good-looking guy, and then he decided to describe himself, and I was like, this is a new world for me. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it. Um, he does have pet rats. Okay. That, three red, pet rats. Yeah, Bessie, that's a red flag. No, 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 he said they're very clean animals. This is the whole thing. They're all red flags, but maybe you've got to get past that and realise that deep down, they're the sort of guys you should be going for. And he does something as a hobby, or maybe it's a lifestyle choice for him, that mm. I don't know about. This was it. My name's Jake Baker, and I'm a dungeon master from Melbourne. If any harm should come to my goods, it shall be detracted from your pet. The dungeon master controls where you are, what happens, the monsters, the scenery, all of it comes together to try and make for the best game. Oh, no, no harm must come to me. Sardinius is not to be touched. I don't know how many other ninjas are going to be dungeon masters or rat dads. So he was wearing the full. He was wearing the full get up. Hang on, hang on. He was wearing the full. Did he call himself a a rat rat dad? dad? Because he's got three pet rats. I need to explain that (laughs) for you. Um, But when he was first saying dungeons, I looked at my husband, and he's like, "I don't think it's like that." Because I thought you're a dungeon master. Well, that's a bit. I know where you went. They can't be showing that at this time slot. But no. So is that a thing? Yep. Massive. Dungeons and Dragons. Is it dragons? Yes. Do you play it? No. And no people. Too geeky for me. (laughs) Hey. I ain't no virgin. <laughs> Thirteen, ten, sixty. Last calls are coming up if you play Dungeons and Dragons because that's where lots the sing- of people play. That's where the single guys are. Do you know who plays a that's lot where too? They are a lot of celebrities. Who? Uh, Chris Pratt's big into it. A um, lot of them. Yeah, name another one because you've just named one. Uh, I think Idris Elba is a big uh, Dungeons who? and Dragons player. The guy that might be James Bond. Um, but they there's a, like a Macaulay Culkin. They they, tele- <laughs> they televise it. You can watch all these celebrities play. So what is it? They reenact things? It's a role-playing game where you um, journey on, you go on quests. Did I see it on Stranger Things? Was that it? Yep, that's the one. Ah, yeah. Uh, see, I love how he's like, nah, it's too geeky for me, but I'll give you the full rundown on how it works. you got to know your And piece. two of my celebrity icons that play it. <clears throat> but Don't that's... mock me. <laughs> I'm not mocking you. This guy was gorgeous, and I just think this is this is the thing. You might be going out to bars. No, no, no. You need to join Dungeons you need, and Dragons. You need to go to his dungeon instead. There is an untapped source, and I'm telling you, that's what they are. So did he do his winning run before they revealed that he was a dungeon rat dad? No, he did all that, and then you were you were prepared to go. Oh, oh boy, go. I'm He's a bit, I'm embarrassed for him. What is happening? Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just he smashed it. Mm. Like nobody did the time like he did. And then he just ran up the wall. And guess what happened when he ran up the wall? And he went to the side. What happened? He made a, a rat face. No, they brought out his rats and they got on him. <laughs> oh my god! And they got on him. They kissed him. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like one. Hang on, he doesn't have him on his shoulder like a parrot, does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, so climbed, he climbed the wall and went. Bring forth my rats. Hey, come on, I'm your rat dad. Come back. I mean, that that would be hard to get through the rats, but he says they're very clean animals, and they're really under. Well, look. <laughs>
we will open the phones for last calls. Mm. If if you know uh, a Dungeons and Dragons player, as in not as in they play it, but they they're a player who happen to also play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd love to know. I reckon we're gonna heaps play, of people yeah. out there. My son plays it. Does he? Yeah. He's, he's 18. So who does he play with? Any any girls as well? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah. He's, he's like, I did Do you say have it at your house? No, we've never, we've never hosted a Dungeons and Dragons Can we host one and I'll come along? <laughs> you shall not pause. Are you looking for a new fella? So that's a, <laughs> they're so hot. They're so hot. Get in there, girls. Get all your 18-year-old son's <laughs> friends over so I can turn no, up. It's not like for girls. Games. You always hear people going, I'm single, I don't know why I'm single. And this is the thing, they're there. But you just you discount them out of hand straight away. You do? No, women do. What do you do? I play Dungeons and Dragons. See you next. Could you just move aside there, please? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. Last calls would love to hear from you, but I themed it up a little bit Dungeons and Dragons because it's my new thing I'm into. No, no, I was just watching Ninja Warrior last night and one of the guys who was brilliant on the show made it up the wall. He uh, plays Dungeons and Dragons and has pet rats. Yeah, yeah can I, I've got to play this. Mm. Okay. Have all a right, listen right. to old man. My name's Jake Baker, and I'm a dungeon master from Melbourne. If any harm should come to my goods, it shall be detracted from your pet. The dungeon master controls where you are, what happens, the monsters, the scenery. All of it comes together to try and make for the best game. Oh, no, no harm must come to me. Sardinius is not... To be touched. I don't know how many other ninjas are going to be dungeon masters or rat dads. Yep. Who doesn't like a good role play? So 131060, are you into Dungeons and Dragons? Because I was just saying for single ladies, I thought it would be good because everyone always writes to me and complains and goes, oh, you know, dear Abbeys, I'm a single lady, I can't find any good men. Mm. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Jane's on. Yeah, Jane. <laughs> yes. Thoughts? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my opinion, no matter how cute the guy was, yep. I went up to him and introduced myself and he turned around and spoke the exact way with the role play and everything, I would get freaked out and run. Right. You couldn't get past I it. Would... Yeah, no, I would feel like he's missing a few Tim Tams, as some people would say. <laughs> Jane, okay. not... come to my lair and we shall perform <laughs> what they say is coitus. You'd be good at it. Oh, you would oh, yeah. be good. Mm. No, I'd probably go home and hide my pets. Yeah. <laughs> no, Especially, you wouldn't want to go laugh at you like Jane did. Like, yeah. if you oh, ask them out and they yeah. just keep giggling. Mm. Uh, but would two dungeon master, like dungeon master girl, dungeon master guy, would they get well, together in even, their dungeon? I don't and, even check because yeah. he had his rats cheering him on. He might have. Ha- he might have a girlfriend. Surely he would. Maybe he will. He's a catch. Uh, hey, Courtney, you're on the air. Your partner is into it. Uh, yeah, my partner and I just recently um, have been getting into board games that involve role-playing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just started learning Dungeons & Dragons, but we have invested a lot of money and time into some other games, um, like Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is kind of... It sets the scene as... Uh, house that's abandoned and everything and you pick your characters each different characters have different abilities and you explore the house and then once the haunting starts that's when one of the characters become a traitor and then you all have to work together to get out of the house before you die 
Cool. And there's about 55 different scenarios you can do. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It brings me back to being a kid and, you know, actually involving yourself with your friends rather than, you know, sitting down and mm. playing mm. a game online or something. Yeah, right. Like Cluedo. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bit more involved than that. Uh, We've got Tamara. Lots of friends do Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, I've got quite a few. In fact, I've got one who she regularly hosts, um, well, used to, but she's pregnant at the moment, mm. hosts games every fortnight with her friend. Yep. She's due any day now, and she's taking the player's handbook with her in hospital. <laughs> and mm. when they host games, there's normally like five females and two males. It oh. is very female dominant. Right. A lot of girls play. There is her, is her pregnant being, is that part of the storyline of the, of the game? <laughs> like, who hath, who hath impregnated the master? I'm not sure, but I wouldn't put it past her. What yeah. is, Tamara, what's the goal of it? Like, is there, like, you've got to beat the dragon? Like, what is the goal? To be honest, I'm not fully sure. I'm still learning myself. Okay. The, the goal is pretty much to gain experience and become higher ranking in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. That's from what I've gathered, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. And they're all good. But, like, the fellas are good looking tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is not a nerd. I know. Ner- nerds and geeks are cool now. Thank you, Tamara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And I want your jumper, the um, staff. The one I'm wearing today. Yeah, tighter, tighter. Yeah, it's a tighter yeah. Doctor Who one. Yes, it gets a lot of comments tomorrow. It's bigger on the inside, oh, obviously. Look at that, tomorrow you horny rat. You just ripping Stab's clothes. The thought of Dungeons and Dragons, and you're trying to rip his clothes off him. Well, roll a twenty, and we'll see where we end up. <laughs> As I said, nerds and geeks are cool. Yep, sing it, sister. There you go. I finally come into my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Our producer's eating something outside, and I'm wondering what it is. A smoothie. Oh, it's not smoothie. very interesting. Don't get jealous. It's a green oh, smoothie. Mint. mint in the smoothie. No? Meat? Did you say meat? Talk on your microphone. Bits. It's bits. 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 It's oh. not blended very well. It's a bit. What do you put in your green smoothie? I haven't smoothied in a while. Um, Spinach, kale, kiwi, and mango. And then a bit of collagen, thanks to Abby Coleman. She taught me about that. And protein. Collagen. And coconut water. Oh, yeah. Where do you get collagen? Hence, I'm chewing. There's a, you can get powdered forms for it now, mm. but it's kind of like you know when I had the uh, when I had bone broth and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Do you know I make a good kale? Um, like I don't know if you call it vegetable dish, but it's really good. And I know everyone's a bit anti kale, but if you finally chop ant, um, kale and you've got to massage it with coconut oil, mm. and then you chop up um, cauliflower as well into mm. like look like rice, mm-hmm. and then you put it all in together. Nice. It's really good. Like as a base for something. No, or is that, that, that's the dish. That's, oh, that's okay. the dish. <laughs> I think you're going to say, and well, then I, I turn it I into a, a pie. A, no, Sorry. I do it as like a bed, and then I put like um, salmon on the top. Yeah, and then see? I serve yeah, it up yeah, to my yeah, husband, yeah. and he goes, is that all we're having? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, dude. But I made a great lasagna for dinner tonight. You're still banging on about your lasagna. You're very proud of it. Well, no, it's now into rotation, because it's mm. been hard to get a gluten-free one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Banging on. I mentioned it once. No, I'm, I'm happy for you. I think, you don't even taste it. It's really good. That's why I think I'm, I'm congratulating you on your amazing lasagna. Can you bring us in a bit? I'd love a leg. I, I would if lasagna. there's any leftover from Scotty. I do love a good lasagna too, but I would never be asked to make it. It's in the, uh, it's so actually good. really easy. It's mm. so easy because all it is, is you know how it started. Mm. 
It's Italian. Spaghetti cake. It's a leftover um, bolognese. Mm. Any leftover bolognese sauce, that's what they decided to, right. to put in there. But it's all about the cream sauce. Mm, the bachamel. Which I could never find to make a good one mm. with gluten-free flour, but I've managed mm. to do it now. I did T-bones last night. Did mm. you? Oh, good. See, I haven't had T-bones for ages because it was always what my mum would do, the T-bones, because yeah. it was cheaper. I hadn't had a T-bone in ages either. Or lamb. Like, did your mum used to do lamb chops? Yeah, crumbs. Because they were cheap. Oh, no. Crumbs. Oh, no. Would do them, yeah. Just the cheap mm. lamb chops. And I never yeah, serve I it anymore for the... Mm. Crumbed steak was another big one. My dad loved mm. a crumb steak. Mm. Oh. Probably because it was cheap too. It wasn't the great steak. Mm. You'd wax some breadcrumbs on that. And, oh. What are you cooking for dinner tonight? I don't know yet. Don't mm. know. I'll figure that out when I get home. Something. Mm. Mm. I'm hungry. Maybe the spaghetti bolognese. Now, I've cooked everything because um, I bumped into a friend of mine that I haven't seen for a while at Fields, you know, the doctor, when I had to get injection in my butt, mm-hmm. when I saw him on Friday. And her and I used to fast together. And she's like, and I said, I've been trying to. So she's like, no, nah, we're in. We're doing Monday and Tuesday fast days, mm-hmm. getting back into it. Um, so that's why I cooked all the dinners. Right. There's nothing worse than yeah. fasting to cook all the dinners. So yeah. at least that way I can go, I'm having a shower. You go and eat your delicious food. Yeah, fair enough. And I'll consume the steam. <laughs> All right, that's a podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, Alpha Bucks is back tomorrow, too. We're playing twice, 7 and 8 a.m. Win some money. It's nice yeah. to give away that. It was 250. Yeah. You're like, yeah. That's good stuff. Letter is D. Stop up in Get that fun feeling in the morning. Everyone.